Hey, everybody, Elizabeth here. Before we get into today's episode, I wanted to make sure that you know registration is currently open for our Spring Strong Foundations cohort. Strong Foundations is a five-week strength building program brought to you by me and Morgan Bungers. Coach Morgan Bungers is one of the best, most effective strength training coaches in this country. He has worked with some of the most elite athletes in the world, and now he specializes working with people in their 40s, in their 50s, in their 60s who want everyday strength. And this is not about being able to push your suitcase into the overhead compartment on an airplane. We need to be consistently and effectively strength training if we want to maintain the strength of our immune system. Muscle is a critical part of our immune system. And if we are not actively maintaining our strength, we are losing it as we age. And that means we are losing the strength of our immune system. It's also a significant component of our overall metabolism, especially our carbohydrate metabolism. Muscle mass plays a huge role in energy, in mood, mental health, bone health, so many different things. This is just not optional, but a lot of us don't do it because we aren't sure what to do. We aren't sure what not to do. We aren't sure if we're moving well. We don't know how to accommodate for our physical limitations or our current level of fitness, and that is why you need a coach and you'd be hard-pressed to find one better than Morgan Bungers. Now, here's the thing about fitness programs. I've experienced this. My mom, who's in her 70s, has experienced this, where you buy a fitness program and then you're like, okay, but I I can't do that workout because I'm not fit enough or I don't have enough balance or I don't have that equipment or that hurts my knees or it hurts my back. And then you're sort of just left to figure it out yourself, which means we often don't do anything. The great thing about Strong Foundations is that Morgan and I are part of it every single day and you have an unlimited ability to ask us questions in a group setting or via direct message so that Morgan can help you scale for you, for whatever equipment you have, for the time that you have, for your fitness level, for your body and your physical limitations. Five weeks, there's two different tiers. There's a beginner intermediate tier. There's an intermediate advanced tier. The testimonials that we have received from our previous clients will blow your mind. You can check them out and also register for your spot by going to primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. If you are an alum, if you have been through strong foundations before, I've already emailed you a renewal link with a special renewal rate. So please use that. If you don't see that email, let me know. For the rest of you, primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. We start on May 13th. So grab your spot now. You will have these workouts for life. Four workouts a week for five weeks, two different tiers. So you've got 40 workouts total. Plus, there is a five-part series on your pelvic floor. That is an incredibly important part of your physical fitness, of your strength, of your core strength, of your overall health, of your ability to maintain functional mobility as you get older. We want you to be a part of this. You will not regret joining the Strong Foundations cohort. It is an incredible community. 
everybody needs to be consistently and effectively strength training. And if you're not, it's probably because you don't know how to make it work for you. And it can be made to work for you. It needs to be made to work for you. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation to register now. Let's get into the episode. This is Primal Potential, and I am your host, Elizabeth Benton. Through education, motivation, and implementation, we will bridge the gap between knowing and doing so we can master fat loss naturally and help you reach your highest potential. Let's get started. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Primal Potential podcast. I am your friend. Elizabeth Benton. I want to be your friend this year. I usually say I am your host, but I mean, that's so stuffy and so formal and totally not the way I would talk to you if you were just hanging out in my living room. So it's not how I want to talk to you here. I am your friend and I am so excited that you are joining me today. I mentioned the other day, yesterday, I think, that I had sent a survey to those of you who register for our New Year, New You webinar, which if you're listening to this the day it airs, is tonight and tomorrow night, the 5th and the 6th. But I mentioned that I shared with you a survey. And the purpose of the survey was to help me understand where you're at, what you want, what you need, how I can help you to reach your goals. And I mentioned yesterday that most people answered that they need motivation, consistency, help overcoming emotional eating and self-sabotage. And those are the things that tonight and tomorrow night's webinars are all about. And if you're interested in that, you can still go to primalpotential.com slash new year, one word, new year, to make sure that you grab your spot. I wouldn't miss it. I think it's going to be pretty much awesome. Um, But either way, I also shared with you that about 25% of those of you who took the survey said that you felt you needed more sort of like nuts and bolts information about what to eat for fat loss and when and why. And I will tell you that I have done a number of those kinds of episodes on the show, but I also realized that many of you maybe have joined along the way and haven't had a chance to go back through some of the older episodes. And I'll also admit that they are scattered about a little bit. And I don't want you to have to shuffle through 150 or so episodes to get what you need. So I thought that the beginning of the year is really a great time to dive into those kinds of things. So that is what we are gonna do. Starting right now with this episode, we are going to have a series of consecutive podcasts that we're going to put together the information that's kind of been strewn about in random episodes here and there. We are going to do a comprehensive series on fat loss basics. Today, we're going to be talking about calories and hormones. And then in the future parts of this series, and again, these are going to be consecutive episodes, we're going to be talking about what specifically is best to eat for fat loss how to know how much is too much, when you should eat, right? I might break the what to eat and how much to eat up into a couple of different episodes I haven't decided yet. And then lifestyle factors that contribute to real basic fundamental principles of fat loss like stress and sleep. 
And then we'll also include in this Fat Loss Basics series some episodes on movement and fitness. And then what I'm thinking is that the last couple of episodes, maybe the last one or two episodes of the series, will be based on your questions, where you feel like you need clarification, where you feel like maybe I didn't go into detail and you wanted me to. So I want this to be really valuable to you, and I want to keep it very simple. I mentioned a few weeks ago that I really this year want to focus on the concept of less but better. And that means that this month we won't be diving into things like, what do you think about kombucha or probiotics or Tabata training? We are going to really hammer home the basics so that we can do less, take on less, need to know less, focus on less, while getting better results, more consistent results, and more significant results. 2016, for me and for all of us here, is going to be the year of less but better more of what you need in order to get results and less of what you don't. So I am going to request, please, your continuous feedback throughout this series while we lay the foundation for fat loss. These will be the basics that you return to and repeat as needed when you feel like you're off track or you're overwhelmed. And this will also be a series that I point new people to. Or for those of you who are awesome about recommending the podcast to people that you know that are looking for this kind of information, this, in my mind, will serve as sort of like the starting off point for them. Now, I will also be the first person to say that many of us know what we should and shouldn't eat to achieve our fat loss goals, but it's our mental and emotional barriers that really lead us to self-sabotage or emotional eating, and you can attempt to follow any and all food rules on the planet, but if you're emotionally eating, if you're self-sabotaging, none of that matters. So if you are listening to this on or immediately after its air date, I really hope you'll take advantage of the webinar series, uh, or it's not a series, actually, it's just two different times you can choose from. You can go to primalpotential.com slash new year because I really want you to get the information you need so that you have the motivation and the consistency to apply these principles because knowing them is not enough. You have to apply them in the face of emotion, in the face of temptation, and that's where a lot of people get thrown off. In fact, I would argue that if I gave most of you a quiz on fat loss foods, you would do really well. It's not that you don't know, it's that you have trouble implementing. So the emotional mental side of it is where the implementation comes in, but this fat loss basic series is gonna be kind of the nuts and bolts. You still have to do the work, and hopefully the webinar series will help you do that, of staying motivated, staying focused, staying consistent, and overcoming your mental and emotional barriers so that you can implement these changes. So what we're going to dive into today is calories. To what extent do they matter? And what matters just a little bit more than calories do? And then how can we control those things that matter most with our food choices? And I often remind you guys of my own personal number one food rule, and that is I eat foods I love that love me back. That is my number one single most important food rule. Eating foods I love is pretty obvious. I don't eat foods that I don't enjoy, period. It gets a little bit more complicated with the whole loving me back thing. The loving me back part is about my hormones, okay? 
That is how I control, via what I eat, how my body responds with fat loss, energy, mood stability, sleep, and minimizing cravings because I love ice cream, but my hormones don't, and I know this because of the implications on my fat loss, my mood, my sleep, my energy, my cravings, all of those kinds of things. And what I want to do with this basics series is help you understand how to do that for yourself, what those foods are in your world that you love that also love you back, and how to find those things out. Let's get this one basic premise out of the way. A calorie deficit is not the simple, direct path to fat loss. If I hear on one more morning show, just eat less and move more, I, I will scream at the top of my lungs, and I have in the past, to be perfectly honest, like, you are a moron. I'm sorry. It, it's not, not you, listener, right now are a moron. You're my friend. You're not a moron. I don't have friends that are morons. But when I see people with a position of authority, with a position of influence, trying to give misinformation like that without a full understanding of how fat loss even works in the body, it makes me crazy because I feel like it's taking advantage of people who have really, really good intentions. A calorie deficit is not the simple, direct path to fat loss. It's just not. This is not true. It is not true that if you eat less than what your body needs, you will burn fat. That's not true. Now, can it be true? Yes, but it's more likely not to be true. Now, calories do matter. You do need a calorie deficit to burn fat, okay? Does it necessarily lead to fat loss? Not always, and I would say not even most of the time, because most of the time, people are setting themselves up to lose muscle or to lower their overall metabolic rate. And this is why we see that like way more than 75% of people, closer to 90% of people, regain any weight that they have lost because it wasn't fat mass. It was muscle mass and along the way, they slowed down their overall metabolic rate, okay? Here's the piece of the equation that many people are missing. Yes, absolutely. Your body will not burn fat if you are eating too much. That is true. I'm not going to argue that you can like eat an unlimited amount of food and burn fat. That's just not the case. But when you are eating less, when you are creating that calorie deficit, you need to make sure that you have the hormonal environment because it is your hormones that determine whether fat burning is turned on or turned off. Now, a lot of people get nervous here, but let me be very, very direct. You can create the hormonal environment required for fat loss with your food choices. With your food choices, okay? The number one single most powerful influencer of our hormones is the food we eat. Now, if we kind of take this common sense evolutionary perspective that I really enjoy because it's it's very simple to understand and very clear, if you eat more than what your body needs, there's extra stuff, right? And you don't get to like, you know, share it with a friend. No, if you eat more than your body needs and there is an excess, that gets stored, period. Now, it can be stored as muscle, but in most of us, it's going to be stored as body fat. Most of us walk around carrying the evidence of that. When you eat less than your body needs, 
your body obviously has to kind of make up the difference in some way. Your body has to fuel itself. And fat burning is one way to achieve that fuel that it needs, right? You've eaten less than what your body needs, and it can certainly break down your fat mass to make up for its energy needs that you're not providing through what you're eating. But that is not the only option. It can also burn your muscle tissue. We do not want that. It can also impact your hormones so that it lowers the production of thyroid hormones and increases the production of stress hormones, which is going to have the following consequence. When that happens, when your body says, oh, there's a calorie deficit here and it doesn't opt for fat burning, it is going to suppress your thyroid function, all right, so you have a now lower metabolic rate, and it's going to trigger stress hormone responses that make you more hungry and make you experience more cravings. We do not want to burn our precious muscle tissue, and we certainly do not want to create hormonal chaos in our bodies that lowers our metabolic rate, makes us more hungry, makes us have more trouble sleeping, and sends our cravings into overdrive. So if fat loss is your goal, we've got to set ourselves up for the hormonal environment so that when we create this calorie deficit, because that does matter, our body opts for fat burning and not for muscle burning and not for extreme hormonal chaos, right? Now, there are a number of hormones at play here. But two of them are the ones we're going to focus on today because I kind of look at them as the on and off switches for fat loss. And those hormones are glucagon and insulin. And I'm going to keep this really straightforward. We could get into the weeds here, but I'm not going to. I'm going to just share with you exactly what you need to know, and I will leave out what you don't need to know. Insulin turns fat burning off. Glucagon turns fat burning on. End of episode. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but we can control both of these hormones insulin and glucagon with our food choices. This is within our control. And once we start to implement these strategies, they really become second nature. This is not some like big complicated thing that requires counting and charting. No, 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 I'm, I'm way too much of a minimalist for that. And really, not only can we influence these two hormones with our food choices, we have to if we want fat loss, if we want to have energy, if we want a lean body. And that's really what I want to teach you with this kind of fat loss basic series that we're going through. All right, so let's focus on what we need to know here about how to control these. And I first want to give you a really high level understanding what you need to know about insulin and glucagon so that when you're making food choices, you understand what's happening in your body. Insulin temporarily turns fat burning off. Now, I don't want to paint insulin as the bad guy here because it's not. Insulin also has very important functions within the body. We need insulin, right? But we do need to harness it and not let it go rogue. But it's not the enemy. Insulin is a storage hormone, an anabolic hormone. And it's very important because its job is to take nutrients and fuel from the blood and deliver it to our cells. All right? Now, when there's an excess beyond what our cells need in the moment for energy, it stores it. 
and it can store it as muscle tissue or as fat tissue. But without insulin, we would starve, we would die. Our cells would not get the fuel that we need and our heart would stop beating. We wouldn't be able to process thoughts. Like we need nutrients going to our cells and we need insulin for that. So it's very important. But when we have too much insulin or when insulin is circulating for too much of the day, right? It's high or elevated for the majority of the day, we gain weight or at an absolute minimum, we fail to burn fat. See, because the presence of insulin lets the body know we're in storage mode now. And that's what I mean when I say it turns fat burning off because it puts the body into storage mode, fuel delivery mode, not fuel breakdown mode. And we need that. We need the energy getting to those cells so that we can think and move and our heart can keep beating and we can heal, recover, and replenish our bodies. But we don't want to constantly be in storage mode, right? And and we can control this, and I'm going to tell you about that in a minute. But let's take just one second and understand glucagon. Glucagon works in pretty much the opposite way that insulin works. Whereas insulin is a storage hormone, glucagon is a breakdown hormone. Insulin responds to fuel excess and uh, facilitates delivery throughout the body. Glucagon responds to a fuel shortage when there's not enough fuel in the blood or energy in the pipeline. And so it is going to facilitate breakdown to make sure that energy goes back up, right? That fuel becomes available. So glucagon turns fat burning on, all right? Here's one thing to keep in mind. Insulin and glucagon are like your thermostat, right? When it gets too cool in your house, the heat kicks on. The AC is not going to come on when the heat is on, right? Because the thermostat got the message that it's cool, so the heat is going to warm it up. Similarly, when the thermostat gets the message that it's too hot, the heat is not going to come on. The AC is, right? But you can't have the heat and the AC on at the same time because the thermostat is going to make the decision based on the conditions in the room or in the house. And it's the same deal with insulin and glucagon. When your body gets the message that there's fuel in the pipeline or sugar in the blood, insulin is deployed to deliver and store. Glucagon is not going to come operate during this. It has the opposite role, the opposite intent to generate fuel. Whereas insulin is like, yeah, there's plenty. We need to take it somewhere. Glucagon's job is there isn't enough and we have to create it. So when insulin is elevated, fat burning is turned off and glucagon cannot break down body fat for stored energy. Similarly, when your body gets the message that there is no fuel in the pipeline or sugar in the blood, that is when glucagon can be deployed to facilitate breakdown, allowing fat to be released from storage and burned for fuel, right? This is turning fat burning on. So what everybody's dying to know, I would imagine, is how do we control these signals with what we eat? As far as insulin is concerned, Managing insulin when your goal is fat loss comes down to a few 
basic principles and see when we manage insulin, because all of our hormones work in a network, we can't influence one hormone without uh, influencing the others. And so when we control insulin by default, we manage its response, glucagon can do its thing naturally. We don't, this comes back to that less but better principle. We don't have to employ 77 strategies, one for each of the hormones at play here. We just have to go after the ones that are going to give us the biggest bang for our buck. And we can do that by really focusing on managing insulin. And in the next episode of this series, I'm going to go into the food choices that come into play in much more detail. But what I want to do is go over a few real basic principles to lay the foundation for the next part in this series. Because managing insulin does not require counting calories or counting macros. It doesn't require eating a small meal every two hours. Now, if counting calories or macros or eating every two hours is working for you, you love doing it, you're getting results and you feel amazing, great, keep doing it. But I want to be clear that it is not required. So the first way that we can really control insulin is by following what I call the golden rules of carbs and fat loss. And the reason that these are so important is because carbohydrates influence insulin more than protein and more than fat, right? So the first of the golden rules of carbs and fat loss is carb timing. And I'm going to go into this in more detail in the second uh, series here, but let's first just establish the basics. Do not eat your carbs in the morning when your goal is fat loss. Because you've been fasting overnight, you're more sensitive to a spike in blood sugar and therefore a spike in insulin when you consume your carbs in the morning. So you're better served to eat them later in the day, later in the day. The next of the golden rules of carbs and fat loss is quality carbs. When your goal is fat loss, you really want to focus on avoiding processed carbohydrates. Now, let me just remind you that this is not an all or nothing proposition. You can make gradual changes here, right? You don't have to go all or nothing cold turkey on the processed foods. You don't have to. You can make gradual changes and your body will respond to that. But over time, work to reduce processed carbs, simple sugars like processed breads, flours, pastas, because those are going to impact your blood sugar more than whole foods like fruit or potatoes because they're higher in water, they're also higher in fiber, so they will influence your blood sugar less and therefore they will require less of a uh, insulin response than the processed foods, right? Which means more time to get back to fat burning mode. The third of the golden rules of carbs and fat loss is about the quantity of your carbohydrates. Obviously, the more carbs you eat, the more your blood sugar rises, and then the more insulin that is needed to deal with fuel delivery and storage. Now, any degree of improvement here matters. So if you look at what you're currently eating, ask what is one degree of improvement that I can make here. I am not making the argument that you need to never eat beans again. But if you are eating beans for dinner several nights a week, maybe you dial it back by just a little bit because obviously a cup of beans is gonna impact your blood sugar more than a half a cup. So always look at what you are doing and how you can make an improvement. 
when we talk about the ideal for fat loss and having those carbs at night, shoot for around a half a cup. But if you're currently having two cups between your potato and your pasta or your pasta and your bread, you don't have to dial it back to a half a cup. Any improvement is going to be a good thing from a hormonal perspective and from a fat loss perspective. So please do not hear this as all or nothing recommendations. It's not like that at all. Your body responds to progress. Now, the fourth of the golden rules of carbs and fat loss is about the company with which you consume your carbs. If and when you're gonna eat carbs, and there's nothing wrong with that, pair them with fat or protein. This is going to slow down their digestion and therefore slow down the speed at which they're dumped into your bloodstream. Less of a blood sugar response, less of an insulin response, less time in storage mode, the quicker you can get back to fat burning mode. And again, in the in the upcoming episodes of this Back to Basics uh, series, I will be talking much more about very specific food choices, serving sizes, meal ideas, all of that kind of stuff. But right now, I just want to lay the foundation of the way we can control these hormones that determine whether we're in fat burning mode or fat storage mode. The other thing beyond the golden rules of carbs and fat loss is to really be mindful to avoid overfeeding yourself. And this is not just about quantity, right? Because we already established that the calorie deficit thing does matter. It's just not the be all end all. But frequency matters here too. We do not need to put fuel into our bodies every couple of hours. If you have breakfast at 8 a.m., and then at 10 a.m. you have the urge for a snack, but you've just been sitting at your desk for a couple of hours, what are the chances that your body really needs fuel? More likely than not, maybe you're just a little bored. Maybe you're looking for a distraction from your work. But we really have to consider the common sense approach of, does my body really need fuel right now? We tend to overfeed ourselves out of habit, out of boredom, or just out of appeal, right? Like somebody brings in cookies and we're not hungry, but we want a cookie. But we have to remember what that does to the body. When you continuously are putting fuel in the pipeline, when there is an excess, it will be stored. It doesn't matter if your intentions were good. It doesn't matter if it's a special occasion and you really wanted that cookie. Excess is excess and your body has to store it, right? The analogy that I use often is like, filling up your car with gas, but then stopping to refuel every single time you pass a gas station, irregardless of whether or not your car actually needs gas. And so many of us approach food that way. And the reality is it's like we just barely get out of that storage mode from the last thing we ate. And then we're like, oh, a vending machine. Fantastic. Oh, there's bagels at this morning meeting awesome. Those look good. And we don't realize that we are constantly keeping ourselves in storage mode. We do not have to fear being hungry. It's not going to kill us. And then the other thing to consider is have carbs because carbohydrates, they're not the enemy here at all. Insulin is very important and carbs are not inherently bad, but they should be the accessory to the meal and not the staple. And so making sure that we focus on fat and protein and vegetables first and then any peripheral carbohydrates after that is really going to help us manage insulin. 
Then when we talk about optimizing glucagon, really if we just focus on managing insulin, the glucagon stuff tends to take care of itself. But the glucagon thing is where the calorie deficit comes into play. If you are constantly adding fuel into the pipeline, you're never putting your body in a situation where it needs to tap into its stored body fat. I hear from so many people who say, I'm just, you know, I I worry that if I don't eat, I'm going to get too hungry and then I'm going to lose control. You never lose control. You just choose to act without restraint. It's a choice either way. We are as in control of our food choices when we're hungry as we are when we're not. And if we tell ourselves otherwise, it's just a convenient excuse we make to make ourselves feel better about not acting with... um, singleness of purpose or not being really deliberate about what we put in our mouth. But we always have the same degree of control. It's not like as soon as the hunger passes a seven on a scale of one to 10, we have no control over what we put in our mouth. And all of a sudden the universe slams us up against a wall, opens our mouth and starts, you know, funneling Twinkies and Ho-Hos in our face. No, we have the same ability to pick an item up or put an item down, put it in our mouth or choose not to put it in our mouth when we're hungry and when we're not. But if every time we sense hunger, we respond by putting food in our mouths, well, if your goal is fat loss, the whole point is you have to create a situation within reason. This is not an argument for starvation, and I've done a full episode on how we can take that too far that I will link to in the show notes. But the reality is the only way your body is going to uh, burn that stored body fat that's currently sitting on your hips or your waist or your thighs is if you are not eating more than your body needs for operations. So if you respond to hunger like it's an emergency every single time, then you're never creating a situation where your body has to tap into that stored body fat for energy. And this is a mindset thing. teaching yourself and really focusing on not being afraid to be hungry because the reality of the situation is if you're listening to this podcast right now, chances are you have no idea what true hunger is. I mean, okay, maybe you grew up in like abject poverty and maybe you're the exception and I'm not trying to be disrespectful, but I would dare say that everybody listening to this right now has food in their fridge at home, is within minutes of a snack, has plenty of food in the pantry. We do not need to fear hunger because we really don't face that threat, you know? I mean, so, okay, you're uncomfortable for an hour, but maybe you really need to get in tune with that sensation. Maybe we need to not fear hunger, but rather embrace it for knowing that it's a signal that our body is working, for reminding ourselves that that is a real tangible sensation where we can choose to say, this means I'm in control, The fact that I can sit here and experience hunger and not panic and not use it as an excuse to be nasty and hateful and not use it as an excuse to put any random junk into my mouth, it's a reminder that I am always in control. And I know for me sometimes when I feel a little bit hungry or maybe I just have that urge to snack and I know my body doesn't need fuel, I remind myself I need to feel this in order to give my body the opportunity to use this stored body fat for fuel. This is an opportunity. This is a good thing. And I've just trained myself for so long to fear it or resent it. And that's a mindset switch that really needs to happen. 
So in the next episode, the next part of this series on these fat loss basics, I'm going to go into a lot more detail on the nutritional principles for fat loss, right? What should I eat? How much should I eat? How do I know when I am creating my own calorie deficit? We will tackle those things very specifically on the next episode. Now, I want you to kind of remember that this hormonal thing is not about expensive lab tests and doctor's visits. Your hormones are always triggering you. And I'm going to link in the show notes to a detailed blog that I wrote on tracking and why tracking is so important, not just for writing down what you eat, how much and when, but for really learning how your hormones signal you. Your hormones are constantly signaling you with your energy, with your cravings, with your sleep patterns and your mood and your hunger. Those are all hormonal signals. And what I really want to help you do is learn how to pay attention to those and understand what they mean. And we will definitely be focusing on just how to do this throughout the whole series of Back to Basics for Fat Loss. I'm also going to link in the show notes to the Fat Loss Food Guide. If you do not want to wait for the rest of this series and you're like, just tell me what to eat, the Fat Loss Food Guide is a really great thing to give you some ideas about how to structure a fat-burning meal. And there's also the Hormones and Fat Loss ebook that goes through hormone by hormone in detail how it impacts fat loss and how you can optimize it through diet and lifestyle. So I'm going to link to those things over on the show notes page uh, at primalpotential.com. But in summary, I want to remind you that, yes, calories do matter. We cannot eat more than what our body needs for operations and expect to burn fat. But hormones are what is going to turn on and off fat burning. You don't need to count calories, but you do need to pay attention to your body. You do need to pay attention to those hormonal signals, and you absolutely have to control and manage insulin so that you can allow insulin to be low enough for glucagon to come to the party and turn fat burning on. Now, if you're listening to this episode on the 5th of January, which is the air date, then do not miss the webinar. You can either attend tonight, January the 5th at 8 p.m. Eastern, or tomorrow, January the 6th at 9 p.m. Eastern. Just go to primalpotential.com slash new year and register for that webinar because we're going to be talking a lot about the emotional and psychological barriers to making these changes we need. All right, guys, we'll see you in a couple of days for the next part of this series on the basics and the fundamentals of fat loss. See you then. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode of the Primal Potential Podcast, where my goal is not to inform you, but to transform you. And if you would like to receive free motivation and strategy and recipes, workouts, meal ideas every week right to your inbox, just text the word PRIMAL to the number 44222 or go to primalpotential.com slash join. It's a great way to get the tools, the strategies, and the practical implementation assistance that you need to create your own transformation between podcast episodes. Just text the word PRIMAL to the number 44222 or go to primalpotential.com slash join. See you there.
Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.